Welcome to the Venture Mentality Podcast. We're bringing you the insights and interviews from top entrepreneurs and high performers on how to reach your goals and overcome your challenges. Hosted by 18-year-old high school student and entrepreneur, Jacob O'Connor. Now, let's get right into the show. Hey, what's up, guys? You're listening to the Venture Mentality Podcast, and I'm your host, Jacob O'Connor. Today, joining us, we have Justin Caballero. What's up, Justin? What's going on, Jacob? Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, anytime. Um, I was hoping that we could start off with you giving kind of just like a 45-second introduction, like resume of yourself to kind of bring the listeners up with who you are. Yeah, for sure. So I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Went to college at the University of Mississippi, Ole Miss. Uh, and then I moved to Tampa, Florida about three years ago. I started a real estate renovation business. Uh, since starting that, have done about 200 and actually I checked this morning, 247 renovations total. Um, also own an apartment investing business called 6-5 Capital. And most people know me for, uh, at least in this space, the entrepreneur space, uh, for a company called Social X, which is uh, essentially a business education focusing on uh, really entrepreneurship education. It's a platform that we throw events on. We have a mastermind and we're building out some different courses right now really to empower entrepreneurs to make a bigger impact, scale their businesses, make more money, automate and delegate uh, their business so they can have more time and have more fun. I love that. And I'm definitely going to get to social X in a little bit, but before that, I wanted to kind of backtrack and take a look at the story behind that. Um, I read somewhere that you were kind of challenged to act like you were on your deathbed and kind of list the five things that might like be holding you back from what you could really, the life you could be living. Yeah. So I was wondering if you could kind of like tell that story again, just for anyone who hasn't heard it. For sure. So that's cool that you, uh, you read that somewhere. So yeah, um, about, honestly, it's coming up on the one year anniversary. Uh, it, was, it was like the day after Thanksgiving. I think it was the night, it was either the night of or the night after Thanksgiving. Um, I did this worksheet called the Five Wishes Worksheet. And essentially, it said, you know, if you were to die today, what would you regret in your life? So I wrote out a few things. And one thing that really stuck out to me was, I wish I would have followed all my passion projects. And at the time, I really didn't even know what that meant. But I knew my subconscious was telling me I wasn't leaving it all on the line. So I kind of did some soul searching and some deep work, which led me to do a couple more exercises. Um, one being right, I wrote out like a two, three page autobiography. And because I was like, all right, what, what, I was trying to find like the things that made me most happy, most energized. And I kind of had an idea, but when I wrote out this two, three page autobiography, I was able to like star and circle, like, all right, at these moments in my life, I was like most happy, most energized, most passionate about what I was doing. And it really all came back down to, I just love getting good people together. So like growing up, I always liked the parties, different events from my high school and college. Um, and, you know, as I kind of graduated and towards the end of my college career, really got more and more into personal development, professional development. I was like, all right, how do I marry the events with what I love doing now, which is entrepreneurship, personal and professional development. So I started Social X off of that. Uh, just started as an event company to get really good people together and discuss great ideas and, and build your network and get around like-minded individuals. And then it kind of 
snowballed into a mastermind after that. And now we're kind of really, it's evolving into an, a full fledged entrepreneurial accelerator, which I'm super excited about. And we're building out a bunch of different courses, things that are working for me, things that I've learned um, from just a bunch of great mentors. We have tons of successful uh, entrepreneurs and business owners and people that are specialists in various different industries come on and teach the mastermind. So it's been awesome. It's, it's been like a real world uh, MBA and just kind of collecting the greatest entrepreneurs and business owners that uh, I've been able to find out there, which has been really awesome. I love that. And I just wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit and hit on the exercise that kind of all started this um, yeah. mentality. We, we like to take things that we hear from the people and we like to turn them into actionable steps. So yep. for anyone listening who kind of feels like they might be stuck or they know that they could be living a better life or something, they could be doing something that's more interesting. Try this exercise, write down five things that you feel like might be holding you back um, from the living the life that you want to live. And then honestly, if you've got the time and if you're dedicated enough, try and write out your two or three page autobiography like Justin did. I, I guarantee you that you're going to see some major patterns occur once you start to do that and look back at your work. Very well said, man. I love it. And you know, speed of implementation is huge. Like if you get a good idea, you hear something good, you got to act on that right away. Don't just store it in the back of your mind to be forgotten, you know, act on it right away. And I actually just recently built out like a, so four or five page worksheet and it's four or five pages just because there's like a page and a half for each little section, but it's actually like, the four or five exercises that I went through to really do what I call quote unquote deep work. And it's all about becoming self-aware and getting aligned with your purpose, your passion, your, your really why in life. And uh, it starts with really beginning with the end in mind. So writing your eulogy, which kind of ties into the five wishes worksheet of like laying on your deathbed, but writing your eulogy is like, you know, how do you want to be remembered like by your family, by your loved ones, by your business colleagues when you die? So it's literally like, this is what I want them to say at my funeral. And it makes you think, you know, really makes you think long term and begin with the end in mind. So it's like, all right, if I want to be remembered for these, for being this type of man or woman, what do I need to do to accomplish that? And then you're able to kind of like reverse engineer your life based off of beginning with the end. And then it goes into a few more exercises that really helped me become self-aware. So if anybody wants that, but I'm sure by the time you release this, I'll be done with it. Pretty much done with it. Just got to tighten, tighten up a couple things. Uh, probably put some more description into like how to work the exercises. But these like four or five things like completely changed my life in it. I truly believe like I've given it to a couple people already and they're like, wow, this is super powerful. But if anybody wants it, you can reach out to me just shoot me a DM at jcab uh, at J C A B as in boy on Instagram. And I'll uh, have my virtual assistant email it over to you. That's awesome. Um, and I was in an entrepreneurial program last year. And one of the things that we were tasked to do in the program was to run an event. And so we didn't have a teacher and we're a bunch of high school students. So as you can imagine, it's chaos, but we had a person there to kind of help guide us along. And one of the things that they told us to do was to start with the end goal that we wanted and then schedule everything back from there and then work up to it. 
So that, I think that goes along perfectly with what you were saying with anything in life that there's this big goal at the end that you're working towards, start from the back and break it down into actionable things that you need to do to then get to the goal, make a bunch of miniature goals along the way. Absolutely. Very well said, man. And that, that goes with any goal, fitness goal, monetary goal, end of life goals, you know, obviously that's kind of the biggest one. And then it breaks down into several different categories, but you know, I, I'm, I was talking to a very successful entrepreneur the other day, Vic Tipness uh, from, from Tampa. He was on the social X mastermind and I've hung out with him at his office a couple of times uh, here in Tampa. And I was like, dude, how do you, you know, he's, he's a crazy visionary, super successful. His company's doing like 40, $50 million a year. Um, and I was like, how do you, how do you break down your goals? He's like, it's super simple, man. Take this simple calculator right here. I type in the goals I want. And then I literally break it down. All right. Yearly, monthly, weekly, daily, hourly. And everyone knows these are the numbers we have to hit. So it's like, all right, what do I have to do? How many people do I have to hire? And how do we have to execute in order to hit these goals? He's like, just keep it stupid simple. I love that. The breakdown is probably really what's going to help people. Um, and mm -hmm. now I was kind of hoping that you could go a little bit deeper into social X. Kind of what, um, I know that you had this idea and then months later, you actually had an event go on. So like, that's a really crazy short time period to get this event rolling. So what kind of steps were you taking and what did it um, take to put that together? Yeah, man. At first, I just want to speak on imperfect action. Like when I, when I had this idea, I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it. And it was kind of like a ignorance is bliss type thing. I didn't realize how hard it was to throw a 400 person event, particularly a 400 person business event. I can throw a 400 person party every other night if I wanted to. It's easy to get people to go party. It's hard to get people to invest in themselves. So that's kind of one of the things I'm trying to do is marry uh, entrepreneurship and entertainment to get more people involved and get more people thinking in a personal development mindset uh, and self, you know, self development mindset. But anyways, um, what did I do, man? I just kind of figured it out along the way. Uh, just started, you know, had this vision of I'm going to have this type of event. We're going to do a bunch of different activities and I'm going to pack this thing out. And then I just started driving around and looking at venues. And it's funny because at first I was just trying to get like 20 or 30 people together. And then I started looking around at venues and I was like, Oh, I can fit a hundred people in here. Cool. I could probably get a hundred people. And then I go to the next venue. Oh, you can fit 200 people. All right. 200 people it is. And I went to the last venue and it was 400 people. I was like, all right, screw it. We're going for 400. <laughs> and then I, then I just started uh, video DMing people and just kind of started growing it organically, telling people, literally just got on Instagram, started video DMing people, ended up video DMing my now partner, Aaron Platt. He was like, dude, I've been wanting to do one of these events. So he drove from Orlando to Tampa. We started planning. And then I just started video DMing speakers, guys like Casey Adams that I built relationships with over the past couple of years, gone to different entrepreneurial events. So I've really been going to different events for like two years to kind of start networking within this space. Uh, so I started there and then, you know, like they would tell other people what was going on. They're like, Hey, this guy, Justin Caballero is super passionate about this event. I'm going to speak at it. And it just started opening up more and more doors, kind of like a snowball effect. That's, that's, um, I completely agree with that. Actually. I've um, made a post yesterday that said something like, uh, opportunities all around you. You just have to, to like 
start looking for it. Cause once you start looking, you're really going to see it everywhere. And yep. you mentioned Casey Adams. I had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. He's a great dude doing some amazing. Yeah, things. definitely, man. Casey was actually on the social X mastermind, uh, on the first. So I guess eight days ago and he was in Tampa the week before that we got dinner. He's a good dude. He's doing a lot of great things. Shout out Casey. I know he's got an event in LA this weekend. Uh, the build your empire event with drama and, I got a couple of friends speaking there, Nick Santanastaso. He's got a heavy, heavy hitter lineup, so that's going to be great. I wish I could make it, but my cousin's getting married, so I, I can't. I got to support the fam first. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, I, want, I wanted to backtrack with you talking about this event that you're having, you looking at venues and stuff. Yep. But the problem for a lot of entrepreneurs is they, they figure out maybe what it is they want to do. But then how do they pay for it? How, the cost, the fundraising. So like, what did that look like for you? Where did you get the money from to start this? Yeah, man, I self-funded the whole thing. So it cost me like seventy or $80,000 to throw an event that big. But I mean, I spent $10,000 on Facebook and Instagram ads, $15,000 on venue, speaker flights, all that stuff. So, I mean, you don't have to start that big though. Like in hindsight, I would have started smaller and just built it up more organically. Well, I don't know. I take that back. I mean, I built a brand very, very quickly because I did that. And, but you don't have to do that. You know, I, I got 33 speakers. Now I'm doing free event. I, so, I, I mean, I learned a lot. It's kind of like you try something, you're like, all right, this worked, that worked, this didn't work, that didn't work. And you just kind of, you know, it's, it's a, uh, you refine the process over time. So now I'm actually doing free events instead of, you know, a couple hundred dollars to the lowest level ticket. I'm doing free events at co-working spaces and we're about to go on a little mini tour around the country. We're going to have one uh, in Orlando soon. We're going to hit New York soon in November. Uh, we're going to hit Miami again. We just had Miami, but we're going to hit Miami for the Super Bowl weekend, uh, partnering up with Dave Meltzer and some cool guys down there. Um, I just got back from Cancun this past weekend. So we're doing, we're doing them all over, but you know, it's uh, you don't, you, you can, you can literally have an event. You can go to a co-working space and have an event for under a thousand dollars or even free if you get them to sponsor. So just because I spent a lot of money in my first event does not mean that you have to at all. Absolutely. And you said that you self-funded all of it. Uh, what were some things that you did like actionable things to fundraise the money for anyone who needs to get the money before they can pay for the equipment or the venue? Dude, I, I, I use my hard earned cash. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. But, but for, for, for list, I want to, you know, help people here. So for listeners that, that might not have the cash to throw an event, like you can, especially if you go on a weeknight, you can go to a restaurant. Say you just want to get 20, 30 people together. You want to start a little entrepreneur speaker talk or something like that. Go to a restaurant that you know they're slow. Go in, ask them, uh, hey, what's your slowest night? Oh, it's Tuesday or it's Monday? Great. What if I brought you 30 people in here? We set up a couple of chairs. We had a couple of cool people speak. And, uh, you know, I'm sure everyone's going to get drinks. Maybe you sponsor a few appetizers for everybody. And then, you know, you'll get 30 people. Uh, in here and maybe you didn't have you know but 10 people on a on a regular Monday night and then that kind of builds up every time you end up packing the whole freaking house out and they love you you know <laughs> then you're getting free meals every time you go there so you can definitely uh, keep 
your cost to, to literally zero. If you do that, you know, you can pass out flyers or get a bunch of uh, flyers printed. You can use social media, all cheap ways to advertise. Um, but you definitely, that, that is something I suggest doing if you want to get into it very cheap. You can also go to a co-working space and say, Hey, would it be beneficial for me to bring a bunch of entrepreneurs to your co-working space? Uh, they're going to say, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's definitely a lot of different things that you can do. Um, I just want to make sure that people understand that it, it's not like you have this big idea of your mind of what you want for the event and something like that. And then all of a sudden you think you have to start searching for $80,000 or things like that. Like there's other options. Um, mm -hmm. A big thing that we did in my program last year was sponsorships. Sponsorships covered almost the entire event. And then, then you're just looking at straight revenue, um, the straight profits. And so yeah. I just want people to realize that there's different routes they can take with it. Uh, mm -hmm. And to segue a little bit. So you're running some, a bit, you're running some big events and you're doing some great things, but with that comes a lot of stress. So how do you handle stress? Yeah, man, I think it really all comes down to the morning routine. Like I, I've refined a routine that I know if I wake up at 6 a.m. and crank out my routine until 9 a.m., then I'm ready to tackle anything that comes at me that day. And when I don't, I'm a much more reactive person. You know, I feel like I'm a lot more reactive to what comes at me throughout the day. But basically, I wake up at six, eat a like basically like hat, like a, just a little bite of breakfast, a little stretch to wake up my body, go, go downstairs, work out um, for like an hour, come back, protein, healthy breakfast crank out a meditation. And then I read my goals, something I call the my morning mind, right? It's kind of goofy, but I need to get a better name for it, but I call it the triple M. And uh, basically it starts with my gratitudes and goes to my goals, people I need to connect with, um, like high level people that I know if I connect with them, it's going to take my businesses to the next level. And then some uh, affirmations and visualizations of where I want to go one, five and 20 years from now. Um, really that, that, that part's a lot about just visualizing the real estate portfolio, but, <laughs> um, so yeah, and then I hop in the shower, uh, finish breakfast and get going with my day. I got team calls in the morning, kind of going over our to do's that day. That's so essential. Um, the, the more that I've looked into entrepreneurship and personal development, the more that I've realized the importance of having, um, having good habits and having a more morning routine. So yep. uh, I think that's important for my listeners that um, are checking this out. They need to start considering a morning routine, something that's going to get them primed and ready for the day. So personally, mine is I wake up at like around three and then I'll- you wake up at I, 3 a.m.? Mm-hmm. I do- Wow, beast. I, thank <laughs> you. I do my morning reading, just personal development, um, maybe the Bible, just anything that's you know going to get your mind going, positivity. And yep. then I write out my goals. I do a cold shower, I work out, and then I make a good breakfast and I get going with the day. You know, there, there's no set limit or set structure that has to be. You just have to find two, three, four things that are really going to get you into a mood um, that you can start, that you want to start the day off. Because no one wants to start the day off mm -hmm. looking at their phone, getting all the negativity and start the yep. day off on the wrong foot. That's, that's where the saying comes from, start the day off on the wrong foot. You don't want to do that. You want to start the day off in a position where you can succeed. So I think that if you want to win the day, you have to win the morning. Man, very well said. I agree 100%. I think people that can refine a good morning routine, and it's a little bit different for everybody, 
but find what works for you and what makes you happy. I mean, you're, you're going to be able to crush the day. If you do that, if you can control the beginning of your day and the end of your day, then the middle is easy. Absolutely. Um, so I saw that you met Gary V. Could you talk a little bit about that? What was that like? Yeah, man. Gary's a cool guy. Uh, he's as, he's as cool as you would think he would be in person. Uh, just super, seems, you know, super genuine, very humble, very grateful. Um, definitely not super egotistical or arrogant or anything. And it's a, it's a big reflection of how good of a leader he is by the leaders that are in his team and the people he surrounds himself with all very genuine people. Um, but yeah, I went up to Columbus, Ohio for the sky sprout summit. Uh, this guy, Nick Francis, who is a mutual friend of mine, put it on great event. Um, so yeah, I think that was like a couple months ago, but Gary was speaking and empathy wines was like kind of incorporated. I'm sure he like lowered his speaking costs. I assume to have empathy wines like featured at, at the after party. So that's really cool. Um, what was the question you asked him? Cause I saw that you got to go up on the microphone and you got to ask him a question about mm -hmm. what he was doing and stuff like that. Yeah, man. So I was, I was actually asking him a question, you know, kind of related to social X, you know, told him what I was doing. And, um, you know, we're both in agreement that the formal education system could, could use some improvement and that it underserves entrepreneurs. Um, for instance, like my teachers that were teaching my entrepreneurship classes were not entrepreneurs themselves. <laughs> so it's kind of counterintuitive. And that's what the big thing with me is I want to bring actual entrepreneurs in to teach entrepreneurship. And that's what we're doing. So I told him, you know, I kind of told him all that and thought what, and just wanted to kind of hear his thoughts on what he thought about it. He was just like, just make sure you're being practical with how you're building it out that you're actually able to um, deliver value and also keep in mind, um, you know, that there's some public private uh, kind of bureaucracy uh, when you start dealing with the education system. Right. So trying to implement different entrepreneur initiatives in the overall uh, education system could be difficult. So you just like, make sure you're trying to go at it at a very practical way. Exactly. Uh, and kind of segueing with that, where do you see social X going in the future? What do you want to do with it? Yeah, man. So social X is going to be the number one entrepreneur accelerator in the world. Um, I'm going to keep building out different courses and really what we're going to do is we're going to help entrepreneurs that are either just have an idea or they're just getting going or they already have a business and they're, having trouble, you know, building it and scaling it to help those people go from zero to six figures and then from six figures to seven and then to seven and beyond. So kind of our first programs are going to be all about going from zero to six. Um, so how to start up, how to set up, how to, and, and then kind of like the business and personal fundamentals uh, to really excel and succeed. I think that's definitely something that we need. And I think it's awesome that you're doing that. And before I forget, where can we find you online if anyone wants to reach out? For sure. The, the best way to reach me is just DM me at jcab, at J-C-A-B as in boy, 
Uh, that's going to be the best way to slide in the DMs. Um, you can also go to socialxevents.com. Uh, I have a few other websites, but I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> if you check the podcast description, I'll have those linked at the bottom. Um, I have one last question before we go, but first a little bit of background. And I think, I think you're really going to like this one. Okay. So when you die, the only thing that matters is that the difference that you made and the impact that you had when you were here. So with that being said, what do you want your difference to be? What impact do you want to have made? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. That's why I started Social X. I was thinking, you know, I just scaled a business from zero to 10 million in two years, but I'm still not fulfilled. What do I want to do? And I sat back, I was like, all right, how can I make the biggest positive impact? I keep asking myself that every day. You know, like, are you doing what's most important? I believe, and I have it written on this whiteboard behind, here, behind me here, I want to empower 1 million entrepreneurs to build successful businesses. Cause then if I help 1 million entrepreneurs do that, they're going to help millions, if not billions more people. And it's just, that's going to create a massive positive ripple effect. So if I can do that, I'll consider that, um, you know, a very positive impact on the world. And that's, that's what I'm going to do. And then besides that, I just want to build a beautiful and happy family and personal life. Um, and that's really all I can ask for.